Good evening slash afternoon slash whenever you listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. This is Red and Blue Hate Yellow. I'm your host, Noah Hotelling. With me, as always, is Sean McGovern. Sean! And we, and My and lawyer has instructed me not to talk to you because you're going to be mean to me. <laughs> God, if only my lawyer had given me my, that advice about you. I am not mean to you. You're mean to me all the time. I I didn't say I wasn't horrific to you. But I'm not mean. Semantics. Semantics. See, and now it turns out you got a problem with Jewish people. <laughs> what? What? I, I guess, no, that's fine. You can be an anti-Semite all you want. <laughs> Jerk. What? Why don't you go back to looking for Kyle? I actually don't get that reference. Oh, you haven't seen Kyle? No. The folks at home who enjoy a good pun, you're welcome. Yeah, okay. Uh, this is off to a great start. An amazing start. So, I don't know. What do you, what do you want to talk about first? Let, let, I'm going to let you talk about your games first. Since you had two of them this past week, and you need to get both out, and I have no game to preview, so if I get my spiel out in the beginning, um, I'm not going to have a lot to talk about for the rest of the I don't know, your conversation might last longer the second time around. That's what I've been told, anyway. I, I It's been so long since I went for two conversations in one night that uh, I just don't know anymore, my friend. We have officially crossed over to the other side. Well, <laughs> Sean's just gone slap happy on us. <laughs> oh, come on. I would never do that while recording. Yes, you would. Okay, so you found that video. Fine, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I was young and needed the money. No, uh, game against Montreal. We won 2-0. Saber got both. Phenomenal! Or 2-1, I'm sorry. They got, they did get a goal against us. Uh, Saber got both. I am pleased by this. Uh, then we played Dallas, which... <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at a photo of, that I took during the Dallas match, after the Dallas match, of my um, of my match day notifications. Oh, I thought you were going to say of your erect penis. Oh, that thing, that doesn't go that way anymore. But anyway, so... For those of you who don't have the match day app, in a single minute, I was told that in the ninety in the ninety something minute, we made a substitution. <laughs> in the hundred and fourteenth minute, the game ended, and it was halftime. All of that in the space of a minute. Yeah, the app is. Uh... I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, no, um. At this point, I think pretty much, and this is going to kick off Noah's whole, oh, you guys don't need hardware. We went for years without it, Rand. 
But uh, right now, the Open Cup is really what we're holding on to. I mean, the fact we're not only are we like in the finals, we're hosting it, so it's it's a beautiful thing. We need it this year. I don't know why I have a problem with it. I don't care if you guys win the Lamar the Lamar Hunt Trophy. You about to say Lamar Odom? No, I was going to say the Lamar Open Trophy, and uh, yeah, I didn't. No. Okay. I got. I was thinking U.S. Open Cup and what the trophy was for it, but the Lamar Hunt Trophy is what was awarded. I have no problem with with Philadelphia winning that trophy. I've explained this many times. I have a problem with this competition. Not because how Red Bull treats it. Not because of how we've done in it. But because there is a Champions League spot that is attached to it. Which gives MLS teams, and I'm not saying Philly represents this because I actually believe Philly is still trying to make the playoffs to try to win MLS Cup. But it gives teams an opportunity to pull a DC United, like they did last year, slack off during the regular season, not do anything, and be rewarded for it by winning eight games. And not in the reward of winning a historically significant trophy, which Lamar Hunt is a historically significant trophy. It's uh, the U.S. Open Cup's been around for 101 years. It's bragging rights. It's the oldest tournament. It's a tournament anybody can join um, as long as they qualify. And it's a great thing. Love it. I love that part of it. The and uh, I got into a discussion with Bashoff about it, um, where and I will keep saying this: it, it bugs me that the Champions League spot's attached to it. Um, I actually think it devalues the competition because I think people take it less seriously because you can have a a, a situation like we ran into last year. Again, not saying that Philly's doing that this year. Again, Philly's you know right there for a playoff spot. That being said, I hate the fact that a Champions League spot. Is well, here it. here's my take on it, right? I don't give a rat's ass about the champion the Champions League spot. I don't give a good goddamn about it. I think this team, and more to the point, the city and the fan base needs the goddamn hardware. I mean, look at it this way, dude. You guys are staring down the NYCFC. If you didn't have that wonderful what are we supposed to call it in Philadelphia? Hubcap? Is that the is that the derogatory term for it? I think that's a going term. Okay. Let's stick with that then. <laughs> uh, if we if you guys didn't have that lovely hubcap of yours, mm-hmm. then honestly I think a lot more of the Fairweather fans, not the fair Fairweather fans, but you know, the people who just watch because of locality and have kind of sort of become attached to the team, I think you'd be losing even more of them. Very quickly, because it's like, well, it's a New York team that doesn't have any championships. Fuck them. No trophies. Boo-hoo. Yeah, but they'd be... Here's... You, you can't ever trust the front runners, um, the ones that are going to switch because of trophies. or. Well, or, dude, you can when it's New York, because uh, growing up around here, close to Philadelphia, every New York fan or... every Almost every New York fan, I'll be fair. Mm-hmm. Almost every New York fan I know is a fucking front runner, because they're usually not sporting Mets shit. It's always the Yankees. No, and that that's true. And that's why I say I, I don't trust those people to for for you know uh, my 
I don't trust them to go to the bathrooms on their own. The thing is, though, dude, like, let's let's look at it this way. Okay. Mm-hmm. DC United pulled some shit last year. Are you surprised by this? It's DC fucking United. There's a reason they're the scum. They didn't come by that name because it was, like, easy. They earned it. They're that shit. So, of course, they're going to pull a shit like that. Philadelphia is a team that's struggling. We are. I mean, just look at this season. Look at how... Look at the fan reaction throughout this season, right? Where, you know, we were calling for blood. It went unanswered. And it even looked for a second like the players were not only aware of our unhappiness, but actively working to prolong it in that they were supporting the coach. Okay. So this is a moment where everybody can get together and go, yeah, this is kind of cool. We should probably go after this, right? Right, everybody? Yeah, we're all, we're all on the same page? Cool, awesome, and go for it. So that's why it's important. I don't give a shit about the Champions League. I don't, I, I don't even give a shit, you know, if we're going up against fucking Dempsey. I don't care if we're going up against stupid fucking shouldn't be playing Rocket Raccoon. You know, whoever we end up facing... I just want the Union to stomp them. Who are we calling Rocket Raccoon? Mike McGee. What's uh, kind of like Bradley Cooper? Uh, well, you're going up against Seattle. Yeah. Um, come the Champions League, or the... See, now I'm thinking about the Champions League. Come <laughs> the the Open Cup Final, which I have no idea when it is. September. September? Right. I believe so, yeah. No, uh, no. Uh, Searching, searching. Keep going. Well, no. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. It, it's nice that you guys get to host it. Um, there's already been a little bit of back and forth between Phillies and Sounders fans, but I don't know. Oh, like me, that's new. Well, yeah. Um, it, it's. Uh, I don't even know who I who I truly would pick to want to root for in this game. Philly probably wins on default <laughs> just because of you. Thank you. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, if it wasn't for you, I could watch both these teams collapse into oblivion. Everybody missed their penalties, and then just to declare the tournament a wash, and I would not be worse for the wear. Well, first of all, it's uh, Tuesday the 16th is when the final is mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. And the game before that, my dear Mr. Hotailing, is you versus me. So what you're saying, I don't know what you're actually... I, I, I'm just wondering, you know, does that pique your interest? Because how we perform against you guys could be indicative of how we do against Seattle. No, it has nothing to do with one another. How, what may happen is I'm wondering how much Philadelphia will actually put into the game against Red Bull or save themselves for the Open Cup. That's what I, I that's my more interesting to see if Philadelphia pulls back, doesn't necessarily go, if they think that those three points against Red Bull can be considered expendable at that point for winning the Open Cup or if they'll risk losing the Open Cup to try to steal three points from uh, the Red Bulls. 
that's that's the interesting thing to me and and looking at it, it it's uh i wonder how they handle that honestly i think we i i think we're going to go um full engines against both uh, see i don't know i don't know if that's the wise thing i i think you have an honest to to goodness chance at winning hardware possibly um, Seattle's always going to be a tough opponent, uh, but I don't know. I I honestly would think at that point you would ease off on the game against Red Bull and kind of look forward to the Open Cup, and, and that's going to be your best chance to win a trophy in hardware this season. At this point, I mean you're you're in the final. It is your best chance at this point. Uh, everything else is still kind of up in the air. Even, uh, let's be honest, neither the Red Bulls nor Philadelphia is going to win the Sporter Shield this year. And, you know, just getting to the playoffs gives you a shot. But, I mean, you've still got a road to go through in the playoffs to get to the final. You're in a final right now. Do you, I, I wouldn't risk that final just to prove a point against the Red Bulls if I was a coach. I would... Uh, Unfortunately, you know, that's kind of one of those ones where you go, and especially with how, how teams are structured and – how do I put that? How teams are structured and, like, how much uh, – how many players they actually have on, on their teams and the amount of depth. You can't go full well against both and be able to switch up, switch up your squad enough to give you a strong shot at both. So I, I honestly think you play your weaker squad against the Red Bulls, hope for the best, see what happens. Um, and then you go full strength and full squad against Seattle in, in attempts to win that, that, that championship in the U.S. Open Cup. That's just my personal belief. Uh, that's how I would play it as, as if I was a coach. I mean, I'm not a coach, but it, I don't know. It's, that's how I would play it. So... It's, okay. You know, and, and maybe that's better for us. I yeah, I don't know. I just I actually I think it's probably worse for us. I think you play a lesser team against us and we'll probably still lose just because we should. Every time we get that, there's no reason why we should lose to this, and then we lose. Uh, much like we did on what was that day? It was a Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday against Chicago, which was just absolutely. Oh, it was blah. It was the team looked tired. I don't know. They just nothing seemed to. They they controlled that match through big portions of it. Um, Chicago got a penalty, and as soon as they went ahead, I mean, they parked ten men behind the ball, and were really just forcing. You know, they were conceding possession to allow for stronger defensive shape. They were going to let the Red Bulls play with the ball as much as they wanted and then counterattack. And towards the end of that game, it just I, – I i don't know if it was the Red Bulls just ran out of ideas how to beat that defense. And it just – nothing was coming towards the end of it from – you know, it, I, it was 
it was upsetting. I don't know. It's Pecky once again doesn't make a sub till like the 75th minute, I think, this time around or something like that. I'd have to look at the official stat sheets. It was later in the game. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I know Pecky says he doesn't trust subs, and that's part of why his sub strategies become. It just, I don't know. It sounds like a broken record. I, I think he even makes subs, even if you don't necessarily trust your subs on your bench just to get a fresh face in there to see if, you know, the other team can adjust to a fresh face if they're not, they're going to know. Oh, so it was the 80th minute. It was the 80th minute, so it was later than I even thought. I I don't know. Uh, the Red Bulls made a depth uh, change in a trade this week with the New England Revolution where we sent Andre Akpon up to New England and we, we re- <coughs> received Sayer Sen. Uh, and he's sends this, this solid striker. He's, he's a great forward. I've, that, that I've always kind of liked watching him on the revs. He's always that one guy when the ball lands at his feet and he's got a little bit of space you kind of feared that he could do something against you. Um, I don't know. We'll see how Pecky actually utilizes him. They've got a week and a half to think about it now. Try to get him acclimated to the squad, see if, it, you know, as a bench player, maybe Pecky will trust him a little bit more because he's a straight, you know, Akpon was was a similar striker to how Kenny Cooper played the position. You kind of leave him up top and you let him hang out, and he's a hold-up striker. He's a bigger body. He's, he's not super fast. And you try to get the ball at his feet, and it, I just don't know if that never suited Pecky's kind of style of how he likes the offense to kind of, you know, it, a lot of, if you watch a lot of Red Bull attacks, it's a lot of lightning attacks. You, you try to beat with speed and try to make people miscalculate, get people back, reeling backwards, kind of on well, their Well, that's heels. the German heritage talking. I mean, of course they're going to Blitzkrieg. Oh, that's funny. Actually, you know, we don't have that kind of European uh, uh, Hans Bach mentality anymore. Uh, with Yeah, I know, because Bach would have fucking subbed somebody out. Earlier. No, he wouldn't have. Bach was terrible with substitutions. He would have done it at least 70th. No, he wouldn't have. Yeah, he would have. No, no. Bach, Bach would have had... No. I, I I don't agree with that at all. I, I mean, as frustrating as Mike Pecky has been with subs, it, it it is a microcosm of what Bach used to do with his substitutions. Bach would leave three players on the bench because he didn't trust his substitutions at all. Sitting there, convinced you can take Stalingrad. Uh, I just, I, maybe. I <laughs> I don't know if that's what it is. I, I mean, I can remember games where he his first sub would come in stoppage time. Um, and that wasn't, like, an unheard of occurrence there. I think that's happened once since Mike Pecky's been the coach where he refused to make a sub, and I think he made one in stoppage time, and people were kind of upset. But for the most part, he does at least sub one or two guys in, I'll be a little late for my tastes, and uh, but you know I I don't know. Well, Sen might change at, that. Looking at the um, looking at the way the teams played in the past couple games, do you think your taste is the one to go with? What do you mean? Well, you know, subbing earlier. Yes, I think. Or so. at all. I I absolutely think so. Um, I was reading a, a fun little article. Uh, actually, it was examining Pecky's uh, subbing techniques, and it was, uh, I wish I could remember who wrote the article or where I had seen it, or who had even tweeted it out. 
Check the show notes for the link. Uh, probably not, because I can't remember when. Never mind. Go about your business. Um, but they were showing stats, uh, and primarily a lot of them had come from England. And, and when teams were behind, coaches who would use their first sub uh, before minute 58, second sub at 73, and third sub at the 80th plus, had a 38 to 45% chance of turning a game around as opposing to teams where playing down held off till late in games to make substitutions. The chances went down to a, I think in 17% chance of winning. And then somebody said, well, Pecky doesn't trust younger subs and MLS. You don't have like your starting 11 on an MLS team tends to be a lot better than your bench players. And for a lot of teams, that's very true. Red Bulls, it's been kind of true, um, especially this season. And they looked at the stats again, and the stats actually hold up when you put it into MLS numbers. It's, it's similar numbers. I think um, 38% chance of, of turning a game around. And actually, when Pecky has actually followed that, the Red Bulls have turned both those games around this season when he's made a sub early. Um and both times I think he's made that sub early, it was due to injury concern. And, you know, it's part of it's getting fresh legs out there. Part of it's, you know, giving another element for a team that was, you know, setting up against the original 11. You're giving them another element to think about and adjust to. And you have these, you know, I, I honestly think even with lesser talented players sitting on the bench, you need to make substitutions. You need to get fresh legs out there. You need to give somebody like Terry Henry every once in a while, you need to pull him off and be like, hey, we're going to rest you up. Because come the end of the season, minutes start adding up, and especially on a player like Terry Henry who doesn't recover as quickly as he used to. You're gonna, you, you run the risk of burning him out. You run the risk of burning any player out when you're starting to force them to play 75 to 80 minutes a game before the first substitution. You're, you're well, making a lot. Also, also, just to be a bit cynical for a second, Mm-hmm. When, when Henri leaves, everybody on Red Bull moves up one. What do you so mean? Having, so having the subs come out is also, like, a good way of getting them to audition for starting time. Yeah, I mean, that that's a possibility. I mean, I think when when Henri finally leaves, I think the team actually, and Rocks, uh, Andy Roxbury keeps saying he has a plan for when Henri leaves. Like they, they, I think they have another DP candidate lined up that they're going to pull the trigger on and bring in and buy. Wouldn't one, be surprising. Hey, well, no. I mean, you have to. You're losing one of the most... I know. That's why I'm not being yeah. a jerk when I say that. I'm being completely serious. I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm sure... I'm not sure. It's got to be another striker or midfield player that's very talented. You know, I would assume that's what they're lining up. Um but until then, you need to figure out a way to get players on the field. I mean, we have players that clearly have a little bit of talent uh, that can play. I mean, you've got people like uh, Ruben Beauvert who sits on the bench, and when he's come in, he's looked very solid. He plays a lot of reserve minutes. Just to change the pace, to give something different for a team, to give a new idea out there. You know, sometimes you watch players and, and – uh, I'm not going to name any players right now. I just don't feel like calling anybody out. But you watch a game where 
a player struggling for most of the game or and can't figure out how to break down uh, the the team he's playing against, you need to try to bring somebody else in and give them an ample enough amount of time where they can show that hey, I've got a different idea on how to come at this, and you know you give yourself chances. It's, I'm not saying it's going to work every time, and sometimes you're not going to get a result even with those subs, but you need to give yourself the opportunity because when you're leaving players out on the field for, you know, 70-plus minutes and stuff's not working, it's not going to magically change because they've been out in the field longer. Actually, most likely it's going to get worse because they're running out of ideas. And when you start running out of ideas, you start getting frustrated, which causes you to play a little bit worse. It becomes a suspicious cycle. Get a new player in. And I'm hoping uh, Sen can be that type of player. I'm actually hoping Sen actually becomes a starter. I'd like to see, uh, from what I understand of his, his playing ability, he can play anywhere on the front line. So, you know, we already have Lloyd Sam on the right wing, basically, you know, from the right midfield position. I'd like to see maybe maybe send on the left, or, or if you have to switch him, I guess Sam can play a little bit on the left, but he's primarily a right-sided player. And, you know, and then give – you have the same kind of option with a player who's a great striker of the ball on the other side. Now you have that with Wright Phillips and Henri who can drift back into midfield or pull up as a forward or whatever he needs to do. Henri is going to be able to do what he needs to do. And I think a lot of times, anyway, Henri's drifting into the midfield and playing the creator. And you've got good players on either side of, you know, on the right and the left. So now you've you've got more options in the attack. And, and you know, half the game is – the game against Chicago kind of showed that, I mean, yeah, we gave up the penalty, we gave up a goal. But they were failing to generate – any kind of, you know, attack that was getting close. There was a couple of times where they got close to finishing, but, I mean, a lot of the shots were kind of tame, straight at Sean Johnson type of deals. Where you have that that kind of extra abilities to, you know, other players to come in and attack, you, you all of a sudden open up new chances. And I think we can hold teams defensively as long as, you know, we play smart and, and – I don't know. I just think right now they need to be able to generate and put some pressure on a team in the attack. It's it's plain and simple. I, I keep saying a lot of these, you know, a lot of people hound on the defensive end of the Red Bulls this season that the back line needs help. The back line doesn't need help. We need to stop conceding possession in the midfield. Okay. We need to stop, you know, having counterattacks fizzle out because nobody's either there to make a pass or somebody's making a poor pass. That's where the ball, that's where half the opportunities, you know, that come to other teams, it becomes from easy turnovers in, in the midfield where all of a sudden you're just putting pressure back on your defense, which is trying to get reset from the last attack. Or, you know, you're just putting them into a bad posi- position. Like, when you, you've got to be able to get the ball into the attacking third and hold on to it for a little bit and give your defense some rest back there so they can see what's going on not as soon as you get into the attack either take a really stupid shot or make a really poor pass and all of a sudden everybody's backpedaling and now your defense is under the gun because you've given up the you know you've you've lost the ball in a bad spot and i think that's where half of it comes from it's not necessary yeah the back line's had some gaps and they've they've been under but the midfield's got to do its job to not let them fall under that kind of pressure and what usually ends up happening 
when the team tries to not let uh, the back line fall under pressure and they try not to concede, a lot of times it's on re-drifting back into the midfield to help with the possession in the midfield. Well, then that leaves you with Wright Phillips up top, which that's worked out for Wright Phillips, but sometimes that's not enough. Like, I mean, Chicago basically put a man on Wright Phillips and said, don't, and basically told them, don't lose him. Because, and they didn't. And they didn't. <laughs> they did not lose him all game. He was under constant pressure. He had a defender sitting right with him. And you need an extra option in attack. And I think Sen can offer that. And hopefully, I mean, we'll see. It's too early to speculate, but I think it's a, it's an ability to offer that. I mean, at first he's just going to come off the bench, I think, and then we'll see. And hopefully he does enough when he's off the bench that Pecky starts figuring out a way. But you put him on the left side, all of a sudden it gives you you don't have to run Oyongo as a as a midfielder. He can sit on the bench, but he's an option to come in late in games with his speed, you know, and he can come in. And, you know, if Alexander might see more bench time. And Alexander's not a bad player. Question but, for you. Yeah. If Red Bull had a stronger midfield, how would you guys have done in the Open Cup? The Open Cup? <laughs> The Open Cup? You're going to ask me how we would have done in the Open Cup? <laughs> you mean that? Ter- I... Well, no, I mean, with Roy Miller Cahill sitting on uh, international duty, playing for their prospective countries in the World Cup, Henri not playing because I mean, the first game was at Hofstra and on, on turf, and we all know Henri's feelings on field turf. Plus, he was down commentating for World Cup at that point. It, there was no priority put on the U.S. Open Cup this season. I think I think the Red Bull Corporation basically came down and told Pecky, it's not a tournament we value at this moment. So what you're saying is, even with a stronger midfield, oh, we, Philadelphia would have gone farther than you in the Open Cup. Okay, yeah. that's all I need to hear. Philadelphia put more emphasis on the Open Cup this year. Uh, no, 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 no. Thank you, Noah. I got all I needed. No, out. no, 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 no. Want an no, answer? No, no, I'm gonna no, give you. No, no, no. Go build your goddamn art, kid. Listen to wow. me. Wow. I already got my fucking answer from you. All right. Wow. Thanks. That cool. that is a terrible joke that I haven't heard ever before. Wow. That's low. That was bottom of the bucket for even you. Actually, I kind of had to pick up the bucket and start scraping on the ground. But yeah, no, I found it. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> and and. I, I don't think the Open Cup versus New York versus Philly is ever going to turn into something until New York starts taking it seriously. And that's going to come from a direct order from Austria. And right now they don't take it seriously. They don't put value in it. It's not something that, like, the FA Cup is over in England. It's not valued over here as much. Um, this all goes back to my original point. I think the CCL spot that they attach to it makes this tournament a little bit of a farce. But... I mean, if you want to hunt, yes, you would have gone further, even with a stronger midfield. There, I said it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, my season is saved. Uh, man, dream bigger. <laughs> dream bigger. Um, so, you know, I don't know. We'll see. It, it's an interesting trade. I want to see. Hopefully, I'm not sure if they're making it. There were supposedly other moves they were working on that were going to be announced this week. Um, still haven't seen any of those. So, you know. We shall see. So, that being said, I don't have a game this week. 
the Premier League starts. I don't know who Arsenal plays, though. So I can't even predict that. Um, I have no predictions for this week. Who does Philadelphia play? Fucking Dynamo. Oh, God, I hate Houston. Fuck yeah, man. But yeah, uh, Friday, tomorrow, uh, yes. They're going to be in Houston, squaring off against the Dynamo. Uh, I fucking hate Houston. I fucking hate playing in Houston. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I got family in Texas, but they're not the biggest fans of me. With that in mind, though, Houston's season hasn't really... Ooh. Sorry, Dorito, Dorito Belch. Oh, that uh, was disgusting, but thank you. You're welcome. Uh, well, you know, I didn't want you to think I was choking to death on my own hubris. Uh, That's been you, proven impossible a long time ago. I think you and I are talking about different hubris. <laughs> but, uh, and second of all, I know it's impossible. I'm Irish. So, their season hasn't really gone the way that they wanted it to. Uh, they are above Montreal right now in terms of standing, which isn't saying much. No. But they are legitimately, like, right in front of Montreal with 22 points against Montreal's 14. Mm-hmm. Then again, Houston always scares me. Always scares me. They play a much different game than Philly, and they are they can be very good at it. My prediction is 1-1. Interesting. Interesting. I'm trying to think if I disagree with that point. I don't think I do. What do you see what these guys can do? Uh, I don't know. Houston's a weird... It's a weird nut to crack. Especially this year. really is. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird nut to crack. And really don't have anything on that. Hmm. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. One, one. He's a go with it, girl. He said anyone. Um, let's see. Do we even have... I was just seeing if we had a Champions League match next week. I don't believe we do. I think our Champions League match is like a couple weeks away yet. Yeah, we don't. We don't have Champions League next week. So, never mind. I was going to say, at least I could predict on that. But I can't even do that because we are literally on break. Um, so, yeah, that's it. It's kind of been a short show. Well, we were planning on doing something else, but we decided against it. Well, yeah, I don't know. Just, I don't know. doesn't seem... It's not really apropos. Yeah, no. Um, But you've probably guessed what it was, and yes, we are both sad about it. Hence the reason this show has been so subdued this week. Yeah. 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 And for those of you who don't know, I'm pregnant. (laughs) So weird. You guys don't understand. Like, uh, literally, these, these conversations start maybe like five, ten minutes before we start recording the show. And Sean has been... Usually with me singing. Yeah, or me singing every once in a while, which is terrible. Um, but... Not so much better. <laughs> Fair. So, Sean has been in a weird mood. I mean, you you heard some of the weirdness to start off the show, but it no, it started that way when I started talking to him. So, 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just... Uh, this show is going to hell in a handbasket. Ladies and gentlemen, like, I promise you we are not high. That's the most I can promise you. Speak for yourself. What? Oh, uh, what? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am not high. I am That's not the high. most I can promise you. That might be the problem with this show. There's no illicit drugs were taken during it. Or before. Or even after. Or really ever. Well, let's wrap this up. I got tentacle porn to watch. Oh, it's so weird. That's so weird. What? Dude, okay, look. Some people watch wrestling to relax. Some people watch, like, daytime soap operas. You know, I just need something that's on in the background when I'm vacuuming, you know, to make me feel like there's somebody else in the house. Sulu, save us all. That made that statement actually weirder. I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah, actually, yeah. I, I'm proud of you, dude. You topped me. <laughs> And well made played, it, sir. Well played. I made it weirder. Party, yeah. I, I, yep, made it weirder, and I'm kind of okay with it. So, with that <laughs> being said, I am your price, <laughs> Noah Hotailing. I'm slowly dying. <laughs> slowly dying, Sean McGovern. I'll get his name in there before he does die. This has been a weird episode of red and blue hate yellow we will be back hopefully regular time next week tuesday um thanks for listening folks good night